Ken Morris has joined us on NITV Radio to give us an insight into Wadamara, a new dynamic exhibition space displaying masterpieces and new works from uh, the NGV's First Nations Art and Design Collection. First, Kent, welcome to NITV Radio again. Well, it's always great to be here, Bertrand. Thank you for having me on again. Now, can you tell us about this new space, uh, Wedamara, which has been for almost two weeks home to masterpieces and new works from uh, the NGV's uh, First Nations Art Design and Collection? It's a fantastic new space dedicated to First Nations Art at the NGV Fed Square. It's on the ground floor, so it's the first thing you'll see, and it's permanent now, so our stories and Artworks and, and expressions of our cultural practices and knowledges will always have that permanent place when you first look into the NGV. And what am I? I mean, many mobs in Wurundjeri Woiwurrung language. It's a place to celebrate the diversity of approaches that First Nations artists take across the country and, you know, explore the collection that the NGV has of these extraordinary artworks. You're one of the participating artists in uh, this uh, inaugural space, Wadamara. Tell us about uh, your participation in this uh, exhibition. So it's quite extraordinary to see a work that I made 35 years ago. <laughs> it's a long time ago when I first came out of art school. So it's a work from 1988, which is called Capital Number One. It's from the first Solomon exhibition I had after leaving art school at Kristen Abraham's gallery and exploring the treatment of our cultural materials, you know, through museums and also through commercial gallery spaces and that exploitation of our culture through the arts industry and in relationship to the differing value systems that we have. Of course, you know, our First Nations knowledges and philosophies really focusing on community and connection to each other and, and to the, the natural world and that is the importance of those relationships together and the value that they hold as opposed to when objects are taken and introduced to a new system into the, a Western capitalist system that really values individual gain and, and the monetary price that these objects remove from our communities. What, what's, what's, the, what's their meaning and their value when they are transported into a system that places a, a very high monetary value on them and in terms of collecting them as, as objects and, and you know, artefacts, whereas living belongings and, and living cultural materials to us, they become the symbols of status. So the work was trying to question where's the value and those that collision of value systems from First Nations systems, and this is globally, to those systems that are based on the accumulation of, of, of money and seeing that as the value and that system always trying to buy in or to find a way to co-opt our objects, but in doing so, removes in a lot of ways the meaning from them, even though that is the meaning that they are after because there's an absence of that kind of connectivity within the Western monetary system. And so the, the photocopy of that ad from what has now been changed, thankfully the name was called Pace Primitive back in the day. And these magazine ads promising something that can never be delivered, always deferring that, I guess, that desire or that place of wanting to fulfil a void but they can never be filled through the process of commercialisation and acquisition, particularly through unethical means and that transportation of the object through differing systems of meaning. 
Yeah, different systems of meaning and uh, what you said uh, some uh, decades ago is still uh, relevant uh, today in many cases. Uh, the issues you raise um, goes way back many decades, I'd say even centuries, uh, with uh, historical records showing First Nations art, uh, objects, even human remains being uh, treated as commodities, um, totally different value systems uh, that uh, monetizes everything. Yeah, look, absolutely. We haven't seen a great deal of development. We've seen obviously a lot more conversations and dialogues around this area and, and some museums and institutions around the world taking a different approach and understanding the importance of the position of our cultural materials to us and our communities and how often they become very it's become very complicated or, or impossible for us to regain those cultural materials given the, the high prices that are placed on them and this translates into my current practice you know these, these two different knowledge systems and our knowledges and philosophies really aren't being you know, incorporated or, or respected or utilized in a way that would be meaningful and, and very supportive across the globe to some of the challenges we face I think there's always, for me, that question about how important it is for our knowledge and philosophies to reshape and, and, and recontextualise and reframe these Western frameworks that are consistently valuing very distinct elements to ours. And, we can, and we've seen where that's heading us in terms of the disconnection between people and, and that lack of uh, sense of community, but also that real commodification and commercialization of, of the natural world and how detrimental that's become to the environment and to that living ecosystem that we're all a part of. And so I find in this work, when I look back on it 35 years later, that our culture is highly valued monetarily <laughs> when objects are removed from our communities, but we certainly don't have that intrinsic value being shown or that respect being shown for our voices, ideas, thoughts, histories and philosophies. And from monetization and uh, misappropriation comes the uh, issue of um, intellectual property and uh, misappropri- cultural misappropriation. Look, absolutely. And that's part of the, I guess, the formal elements of this work. You know, there's a, rep- a repeated image photocopied and laminated and placed onto the galvanized eye. And so where is that? Again, yes, where, where's the, what's the role of the artist, the role of the maker and this incredibly complex system of, of cultural exchange and there are obviously many meanings through this work and it gets transported across many different time zones and philosophies but essentially I'm really just asking people to look at this and as that repeated mask looks out which is a photocopy of, of a photo of an ad in a magazine from a cultural object and now placed in a museum under laminate and say you know this this stains or it can never be it can never be it can always be clean you know this idea that it's almost like a you know it's just this whitewashing of culture in a sense and, and what's the meaning in this object but also that that promise that the ad tries so very hard to deliver can never be fulfilled because the removal of these objects changes their meaning in so many ways they mean different things in different places and in different interactions. Now, Kent Morris, uh, can you tell us uh, the exhibition is on now, but um, in the sidelines of this exhibition there will be more events. Can you tell us about or give us just a, a sneak peek into what to expect in the next few days at uh, the gallery, at the new open space? 
Well, look, celebrating the opening of the of the new ground floor gallery at the NGV, three of the artists exhibiting will be giving talks. So this Saturday, the 28th of October, Marie Clark will be talking at 1.30pm in regard to her work, Marlene Gilson at 2pm around her work, and then at 2.30pm I'll be in the gallery speaking about the work we've been discussing today. Those who are in Nam on the Cooling Nation on uh, this uh, Saturday, the 28th of October, do not miss these uh, powerful talks by extraordinary artists. Ken Morris, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us on ITV Radio today. Thanks, Bruce. We appreciate it.